Before I begin, I'd like to welcome and thank our Army ROTC from here on UL's campus for doing the color guard for us. It's much appreciated. I'd also like to welcome the family of Sergeant Joseph Avi Richard III, who's an Iraqi veteran who has fallen, who we will, whose plaque we will commemorate after this Mass, so more details about that. And all the other veterans who have come and, 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 and other servicemen who have come to join us in our celebration. Today for Veterans Day, what I want to do is answer three questions, three very basic questions surrounding Veterans Day, why we do it, and how we celebrate all this stuff. The first question I want to look to answer is why are we doing Veterans Day? Why are we focused on the military, especially this being a church function? I mean, should we focus on building up human life instead of war and guns and bombs and things like that? What, what, what is, what is the, the deal with the military? And that's that seems to be a very common idea today. I mean, I don't blame them. You know, this idea that, that the military somehow isn't a Christian venue, that the military isn't a good way or a good thing at all, that it's actually, it's actually a bit of a problem and a, and a bit of an issue. And it probably, and some, for some people, or some people would believe, it'd be better if it were gone. It'd be better if we were focused on humanitarian aid and really coming to people's, to people's help, giving them medicine and, and, and clothes and water and all this stuff. And for the longest time, I believed it, and I thought that there was a grain of truth to that, and maybe there is, but it's only a small grain if there is one at all. The reason why I don't think that idea is true at all is because there was a guy who actually thought that and realized from firsthand experience that it doesn't actually work that way. The man's name is Eric Greitens. Eric Greitens is it was a Rhodes Scholar, went and studied at Oxford, and once he was finished studying, he decided, you know what, I'm going to go and do humanitarian aid. I'm going to go to the Sudan, I'm going to go to Iraq, and I'm going to help them out. And that's exactly what he did. For, ye- for two years of his life, he dedicated to going and bringing food, medicine, water, all kinds of wonderful things to the poor remote villages of the, this, with these war-torn countries, Sudan and Afghanistan. But what he discovered to his horror, is that he could do all the humanitarian aid he wanted. He could bring all the food, all the water, all the medicine to these remote villages, and it wouldn't matter at all. Because what ended up happening every time was that his crew would leave these villages, and immediately the enemy would come in and take all the food, all the medicine, all the water, leaving the villages totally destitute. What he recognized was that you cannot possibly have a beating heart without a strong fist defending it. Look at the human body. The heart beats because there's a rib cage protecting it. It goes the same thing with humanitarian aid. It goes the same thing with charity. We cannot possibly give charity. We cannot possibly offer assistance. We cannot possibly help out any other country or anything else if we can't first assure them of their safety. If we can't first assure them of peace. That's the foundation of which this is all built upon. The whole fact that you and I can come together in this church without fear of any kind of attack or any kind of bombings is because we have peace. Because we have a fist guarding us. Because we have somebody protecting us. Because we have security. That's the beauty of the military, is they provide us security in a fallen world, a world that's not perfect, a world where there's sin, there's jealousy, there's darkness, there's evil people out there who are looking to exploit the weak among us. 
and the beautiful aspects of our armed forces. They're here to help us, and they're here to ensure this security and ensure that these poor, innocent people are not exploited. And today, and so that's the first basic, this first question is why the military? The second one is, is, why are we venerating these veterans? Especially today, we're venerating and honoring the veteran Sergeant Joseph Abi Richard III because he gave his life in Iraq back in 2003 in Baghdad. We, what, what, the reason why we do this is really, really simple. It's twofold. First of all, whenever we honor the dead, whenever we honor our fallen veterans, our fallen brave those who have given their life for the sake of our security, what we're doing is we're first and foremost remembering that essential principle that St. Benedict taught us. Remember death. Remember that you will die. Every single one of us is subject to the scourge of death. It's going to happen. And then we need to remember that if we're really going to live our life to the fullest, if we're really going to appreciate all the gifts that we have, if we really are going to look at the world and seek to fight for it. But there's some other aspect, a second aspect, whenever it comes to venerating our veterans, that also is paired closely with remembering death. And this is it. Remember that while every single one of us is subject to death, we're not dead yet. We can continue to fight. We still have blood coursing through our veins. We still have air going into our lungs. We still have the ability to glorify the Lord right here, right now. We're not dead yet. We can keep going and we can give those fallen heroes the glory and honor that they deserve. Which leads to the third question, how do we do that? And it's threefold. The first thing we need to do if we really are going to show appreciation to our servicemen, is to pray for them. Pray for the living, that they can overcome the darkness and the scourge of, of the wars that they've experienced, that they can, for those who are in the military, they can continue to press on and be courageous for us. For those who are thinking about going into the military, they may discern correctly, but also for those who have passed on. Pray for their souls. Pray that they might be spared of the fires of purgatory and, and embrace the kingdom of God. They might have eternal rest. They might have peace. And that might be able to rest finally. The second thing we need to do if we're really going to venerate and honor our veterans, if we're going to really honor our fallen brave, is to fight. Remember, we're not dead yet, which means that the life that we have is worth fighting for. The country we have is worth fighting for. It's not perfect, but the fact of the matter is we're all here in a public place able to worship the Lord. That's amazing. That in and of itself is worth fighting for. So don't be afraid to support a military vocation. Don't be afraid to support the military in general and what we have to offer and what the military has to offer because what it is is continuing that security, continuing that peace, allowing all the other great things and parts of this world to flourish, allowing doctors to do their jobs, allowing nurses to do their jobs, teachers and lawyers, or may not, you know, whatever, little teachers and everybody do their jobs. My point being is that it enables us some safety an ability to really be able to function as a society, which is why it's so key to fight. But there's one more thing that we need to do if we're really going to honor our fallen brave. And guys, I've been preaching here for a year and a half. I have never, ever asked any of y'all to do something this hard. All right? This is it. You and I have to start playing. 
playing. Here's what I mean by that. A lot of our lives are spent staring at computer screens, watching people play basketball, watching people play football, watching people, more people play football. It seems like that's a lot of what we do these days. Just watching and staring and just, just not really engaging in life. Guys, can you imagine giving your life for this country only to look down from heaven and see all the people you sacrifice for just being zombies staring at their hands? That's embarrassing. That hurts. That's not taking advantage of the incredible freedom that you and I have. That's not relishing the fact that you and I are not dead yet. That's not soaking in the unbelievable fact that we still have life and we can enjoy it. We've got to actually do something to enjoy it. We can't just be hypnotized constantly by all these phones and computers and TVs. What we need to do is actually go out and play. Not listen to music, but play music. Not watch football, but play football. Not just just sit around and, and do nothing and stare at everybody else, but actually engage. If you don't have a whole football team or a whole bunch of people that are willing to do this, this is an easy solution. Board games. They're great. My goodness, man, we've been, we've been playing Codename. Oh, best game ever, all right? If you are looking for something to do to play, get Codename. It's awesome. If you want something else, backgammon, chess, all kinds of ideas. Look, you come and talk to me, I'll give you an idea of a game to play. Awesome. My point being is that we need to engage. Engage each other. Engage reality. Engage the, in the gift of life that we still have. The gift of life that was fought for us. The gift of life that was earned for us by somebody else giving theirs. Especially Sergeant Joseph Avi Richard. So my dear friends, may we be those grateful sons and daughters of God. May we turn, learn, learn to appreciate all that's been given to us. This incredible country, the veterans that have fought for us, and the, serve, and the peace that's given to us. By praying, by fighting, and darn it, by playing. Amen.